to understand the God which we serve. One, he is not a man. But man have all the good intentions, but man has limitations. So no matter how good intentions that we have, we are limited by our abilities. But God is not like that. Nothing can limit him. And he is the one we've gathered before. And so anytime you come before his presence, I want you to really uh, uh, enjoy and know that you are before a mighty God. Last week, I read from the book of Luke, you remember it? Or you forgotten? Great. And chapter 4. And I was speaking about Christ after he went and he was baptized. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness uh, to be tempted. And he fasted. He went through all the phases of temptation that every human being will go through. And anything that draws us into temptations. And three major ones were spoken, which is uh, three major temptations which we all go through. What we see and they are the other thing that bring temptation. That's until if you don't see, then you can't, you won't be tempted. <laughs> and he showed him the entire uh, 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 world and the beauty of it and the glory of it. And sometimes that's the kind of temptation we go through. You are torn in between uh, giving up and, and just compromising to the world so that you can have whatever. Uh, uh, the world will give to you. And you are also torn about setting down and living the right life and losing what, is, uh, what you ought to have for people to respect you. Jesus went through a similar situation and he proved to us that when you failed to compromise, you get a better deal than what the devil is giving you. Then we also went, we, we read through all those ones and the desire of the flesh. Uh, sometimes we are hungry. Uh, he was hungry and he was asked to uh, uh, show, uh, turn a stone into uh, 
uh, into bread. And you know, a hungry man, uh, it is very easy for you to do that. If you're not hungry, you say, oh, no, 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 this one, I won't do it. But if you are hungry and you know you have all the capability, the ability, the powers to turn stones to, they say, you will easily do it. Uh, so everything is at, at their disposal and you can use those things uh, in any way. They, you are tempted to do it, but sometimes you look at it and say, no, I won't do that. So we went through, that was his first temptation because that was his major, after fasting, the major thing is hunger. Then uh, there are other things, glory, he said, if you bow to me, uh, I'm going to give you this and give you that. And sometimes it's very difficult not to bow because the well present to you something when you bow, you can get something. <laughs> but Jesus went through all this and all the temptations that you've gone through. In fact, that is a major temptation, the loss of the eye, uh, uh, the pride of life, and what? The desire of the flesh, or what? The lust of the flesh. These are all lusts. What the flesh, in fact, most of our, the temptations, this is why they fall. The flesh wanted, that's why you did it. <laughs> Sometimes your flesh doesn't want it. You want people to see that you to your organ, so you, uh, uh, you, 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 you fall to it. Some people don't even, ah, somebody was telling me, look, I want to, get some, this nice lady so that people, my friends will say that me too, I am one. For what? Not because you like the lady, but because you want friends. Some of us want even to marry some type of woman, not because you love the woman, but so that the world will say, we were to be. So the last and the pride of life and all these things are the one that always puts us into temptation. Jesus went through that so that we can overcome. That any time even you fail and you fall, you'll remember that Jesus overcame in the next time I will overcome it. So if you fall 10 times, rather than 10 times, for you will overcome it. Then after temptation, he left and let's read where he got to. Chapter 4, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of what? Of the Spirit. After us going through 40 days, we must return. To Adante Fafraha, Holy Ghost Temple. In the power of what? If you go through all this exercise and you remain the same, then you have done nothing. You've wasted your time. But I believe we've been empowered to move step higher than where we used to be. We've been empowered to overcome the enemy that faces us. We've been empowered to take the land that belong to us. We've been empowered to take the victories that are ours. So, from now onward, we have been empowered. So, Jesus was empowered. 
So he returned to Galilee where he was raised up, where he lived and his original place, original church, uh, he returned back, uh, he returned to uh, Holy Ghost Temple here, if I'm the one, came back to this place. As because that is was his custom. So what did he do? Did he just come leave Frafraha, Adenta, and Aaron and just be walking there? Hmm. Ha. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Wow. He taught in their synagogues and every oh and everyone praised him. Hallelujah. He deserved to be praised. You cannot be praised if you are not doing anything good. If you are creating trouble in your community, nobody praises you. But if you are bringing something good to your community, you become the praise. I pray that this church will become a praise in this community. Then he went to Nazareth. No, no. He taught in the synagogue and everywhere, everyone praised him. 16, he went to Nazareth where he has been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. On the Sabbath day, where did he go? He went into the Omutu, to the Wachi place, to the beer bar. He went into where? The synagogue. As was his word. What does it mean if it's a custom of somebody? He does what he does. He doesn't say, oh, let me sit down in the house. God is everywhere. <laughs> Some people, it's not because you believe God is somewhere, everywhere. It's because you are lazy, you don't want to go to church. Tell the truth. That I don't want to exert energy. I don't want to do anything. That's why I want to stay at home. Don't just give the excuse that God is everywhere. He is everywhere. But he also says that we should not neglect the gathering of the brethren. So Jesus even though he's a son of God, even though he's a God incarnate who has been in the flesh, he did say, I am God. I don't need to go to any place. Some of us are so anointed that we don't go to church. So his custom is that every Sabbath day, he will look for where God is worshiping, worshiping worship, where brethren gathers. That is where you will find Jesus. You will find out that from his childhood, you will find this trace. When the parent thought he was lost, and if you find out your baby boy is lost, if you're looking for him, you should go to the football park. Or, or go to where they play chaskele. Or if it's a, where, where again? Or go to uh, some place. But this point, when children get lost, they will go to where children are playing. 
or where they can entertain themselves. But Jesus was found in the house of the Lord. So when the parents were looking for him at the wrong place, he was at the right place. When they asked him, he said, you should know that I'm where? In my father's house. That is where I ought to be. When you're looking for me, where to find me is my father's house. You don't need to be worried. When I get, I'm with you and I, I, you don't see me, don't go to anybody. Go and look for any uh, uh, that, some of you, if you're looking for him, might look for you at your girlfriend's house. But he was in the father's house, so it is his custom. He's been trained from a child. He loved the house of God, even though it doesn't look like it's so spiritual. They've turned everything like uh, legalistic, but he still went to the house of the Lord. So, his custom is, and this is the habit we must create. Create a habit of going to the house of God. So, as his custom was, let's continue. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue as his custom. He stood up. To do what? To read. He stood up to do what? You know, the synagogue service began with recitation of the Shama. The first Hebrew word in the passage. Then the speaker then led the congregation in prayer as they stood facing a Jerusalem and stuff of their hand. And sometimes then they then give a, listen, they read what we read, you read a, uh, they give you something to read. That might not be the first, uh, uh, the main service. They give you, you do a reading. So Jesus was given a book. And what I recognize about it is that nothing is by chance. You may think that people don't know, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Look, when God wants to do something, even people who can't listen to the voice of God, God will cause them to bring the right scripture to you. Why did they hand him that particular scripture? Jesus went on this spiritual exercise he fasted and prayed. He was led by the Holy Spirit. But you understand that the one who brought the scroll didn't fast. <laughs> he didn't wait upon the Lord. It is due that, oh, this Sunday, it is Matthew, Luke 4, that you are, uh, uh, Isaiah, this one that we are going to read. So he picked it. Everything that he picked was also in line with the will of God. Sometimes people will be doing something, but God will orchestrate it to fit into your life. He picked Jesus' scripture, the scripture that spoke about him. 
the scripture that is that is telling him people about his mission on earth here. They never waited upon the Lord, but they picked it. They even maybe decided before the uh, the day, <laughs> like sometimes how we do uh, programs, the program first reading, this one second reading. The one who is going to read doesn't even know what you are going to put there. Somebody put them there and asked you to read. But when they were handing it over, it was they didn't know that when they were even doing the program, what hand was on it. He said, remove this, give it to this Jesus, this gentleman, let him read because this scripture is the man standing there. So, let's continue what then happened. So, don't, some of us are too minded that how can I know the will of God? How can God will? So, you are so disturbed about f- finding the will of God more than God finding you. You and God, I am not disturbed about God's will. I belong to him. He wants me to do his will. If I do his will, even though I benefit, he benefits too. <laughs> so, he will find all ways to be able to put me to fit into his will. So as I walk, I know people who will cross my path. God will orchestrate those people to cross my path, to bring me what I need at whatever time. Look, don't struggle to do what God wants to do. Leave God to do his part. You do your part. That is my principle that I walk with. Even when it comes to God financing his church. In fact, I don't know who is rich in this church. God is my witness standing here. I don't know a rich man. I don't know a poor man. I don't pop into people's businesses. I believe God so that our trust will not be on individual. So that when you are even raising funds, your mind is on a certain rich man. No! Your mind should be on God. Sometimes he is not going to use the rich man. That's the difference between the world and the church. The church should trust God. The world should trust what they see. If you put your trust in men, they will disappoint you. If you put your trust in God, he will always, always fulfill his way. And I thank God I don't know so that I can treat everyone equal. And God, I don't want to know. Except if it's your will for me to know. So Jesus was handed over. Okay, let's read it. I love this. 
and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He didn't even go to pick it. Someone took the scroll of Isaiah, chose what Jesus should read. He didn't even prepare his sermon. Somebody said, this is what you must preach. But a man led by the spirit, a man of the spirit controls everything around him. Even the choices people make for him, that power of the Holy Spirit controls those choices for him. And the scroll of Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found a place where it is written. It means that there were a lot of scriptures that he should read. But he will have to find what God is saying about him in that long scroll. <laughs> so he found himself in the scripture. The Bible is in your hand, but you are in the Bible. You can find your mission, you can find yourself, you can find what God has made you, you can find your future in the Bible. It's just that we don't open the scroll, we don't look well to find where we are. Sometimes you go and pick somebody's uh, identity. I pray that God will give you the hand and lead you so that Every scripture that you read, every preaching that you hear, you'll be able to locate yourself in it. Okay, let, let's continue to read. The spirit is where he read, the spirit of the Lord is on me. You heard he said that when he was baptized, the Bible said the spirit, what? Came on him, isn't it? And when he fasted and he said he, let, he was full of what? So that is the reality of it. What happened to him? He's speaking it out. They brought a scripture that matched his life. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because... He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. After going through all this fasting, after going through all this exercise, spiritual exercise, after going through 40 days of power, and after going through our three days powerful, this, this is what we should be able to say. He has anointed me. How many of you received the anointing uh, 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 on, on Friday? Yes. So you can also say I have been anointed. It is not a human being that anointed you. That is why you carry, they give you your own anointing and you put it on your own head. <laughs> God is the one that anoints. He has anointed me with what? 
to proclaim what? The good news. The first thing after receiving anointing is that there must be good news from you. Your life must speak the good news. From this time to the end of the year, good news must come out of you. You must be the proclaimer of the good news. Not bad news, not evil news. Wherever you stand, there must be some good news. When there are troubles, trouble, and you get into the midst of the trouble, there must be good news. When your family is crying and you get dead, there must be good news. When there is a battle and you enter into that battlefield, there must be good news. When there is sickness and disease and you get around where the disease and sicknesses are, there must be good news. When the economy is hurting and being destroyed and we get into the midst of it, there must be good news. In fact, the anointing brings good news. It makes us to proclaim good news. Proclaiming it with our word, proclaiming it with our action, proclaiming it wherever we go, we must prove that our surroundings should be filled with the good news. So, tell us I carry good news. You know, bad news sells, isn't it? And people like carrying bad news. Let good news happen here. Nobody will record it. Even if they were announced, some Christian, uh, they say we just announce it, it will be a headline. They'll just say something, small brief, and it will die. Let some bad news happen here. It will be weeks, uh, discussions. People will treat it. People will do all, all kinds of this. It will be flying all around. How do you know that? Where there are wars, that's what people record. Where there are poverty, in Africa, to some people, if you've never traveled to Africa, you would think nobody lives in a good house. But the story being sold there are people, sometimes some people bring old pictures that have happened. People were hungry and they are dying. Sometimes to raise funds. No good news all the time. You hear people bashing the church, but the church has more good news than the bad news. The church has more good pastors than evil pastors. Two, three prophets have done something wrong. They bunch every pastor together and lambast them and crash the church. But when there are crises in the nation, it's a church that holds the nation up. (laughs) 
They never talk about the schools, the good schools in this country which have all its background from the people who carry the good news. You count all the good schools, the well-disciplined schools. They all, nobody writes about those things. They came from heaven. Boom. Presek. Came from heaven. Achimota. Boom. Came from heaven. Wesley Girls. Boom. Came from heaven, Ola, boom. These are good news that train people that rule a nation, but they never remember that it was the church. And don't expect an unbeliever to sound your good news for you. They are not created to give good news. It is you who has been made to give and proclaim good news. Oh, am I? You carry good news in your family. You carry good news in your workplace. That whenever they want honest people. There are still honest people who are still working. But nobody hears about them. Except the corrupt. There are still virgins in the church. Nobody hears about them. Our ears gradually has been tuned to always want to hear bad news. But for your information, Jesus came to proclaim the good news. There is good news on FM, no matter what COVID 19 is doing. There is still good news. There are still people who carry the good news. No matter what the hardship of the economy is, you still carry good news because Christ is more than any other thing. Say, I'm a proclaimer of the good news. No matter how sin have increased. Good news. This church is a good news, isn't it? Good news in our surrounding. Not that we don't know what to do with our monies. We saw that the road wasn't good and we did it, isn't it? We don't wait, we are not waiting for anybody to come and do it. Let's do it. And when we did it, some people came, they were angry. 
They said, why didn't we extend it? So they were going to block, they tried to block where we ended. So I met them. I said, oh, why? What is your problem? They said, oh, see, you have, the, the, the church, we've done this and look at where you got to. I said, that's where our money got to. <laughs> if we like, bring some, then we will add it and continue it for you. And I said, oh, if we will block it. I said, do you know, if we block it, it helps me. Because you won't use my route. I have made a road for you that you should, at least if you go on rough road, at least when you get to my area, you've got a, a smooth road, pass on it free, there's no toll booth here for me to charge you. You say you're going to put toll there. Ah. <laughs> so when I, when I said it, they realized that, oh, so they were, they were becoming the same. So oh, sir. <laughs> I said, if you, if you, you close it, if you close it, my church won't suffer. It's you. Who won't pass on it? the school you built at that village which everybody was failing this time it was the third in the, in the area and I've produced almost over 25 university students Within this short time, it has never produced an investment student before. It is you. These are the good news. A church picking nothing and making something out of it is no news to the world. That's all. Pastors are chopping. The people see the poor people money. The poor man don't have money. How can pastor chop? <laughs> and if a pastor chop God's money, you see how serious it is? I don't even call it people's money. The money do not belong to anybody. Once you give an offering, it's for God. And any pastor that touches it doesn't have a problem with the church. It has a problem with God. And it's better for me to have a problem with you than for God. When you are beating me, I can ask God, God, come and help me. But when God is beating me, which one of you can come and <laughs> rescue me? <laughs> so Jesus' first mission, which he read, was to preach the good news. Today I bring the good news to you. You are a good news career. Say I am a good news career. It doesn't matter how you feel. You carry the good news. It doesn't matter how you think you are. You carry the good news. In you there are gifts and great things in you. Proclaim what is in you to the world. 
the world must know that some people are coming. And these people, their great army, and they carry good news. Wherever they enter into a place when it is rotten, they are able to turn that place right. Look, we are the good news. The good news for this nation. The good news for Africa. If we are looking for good news, we must carry that good news. When people's hands are down, say, oh, Ghana, the church should say, Ghana will arise. When people say your, your, your village, no. Some village, all the young men have run away. Not because they are going to look for a job. But they feel when they are there, there's some old lady. I don't know why Africa is only old ladies. Or it's women that grow older than the men. It's few that they say old man. Any which they say, oh lady, when God grace you and you grow old, you pass 80, then you enter into witchcraft. <laughs> ha! What kind of mentality is that? What ought to be a blessing? Now becomes a case. Somebody, oh, Pastor, hey, my village, my home, there are all ladies there. I said, it is good. It means that you people, you grow old. He said, no, 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 no. Pastor, in the night, they have meetings. I asked, have you seen them? having meetings at night before. He said, oh, spiritually. I said, then you are the chairman. You chair the thing. He said, no, 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 brother. I don't have eyes to see you. I said, then how did you know that they were meeting? He said, people said it. Let our old men and old women enjoy life before they leave. If you think an old man, an old woman has a witch, what the Bible says? Cut it out. It's not to complain. <laughs> you have power in you. Which witch can eat me? Ah. Not a witch from Ghana or Nigeria or Burkina Faso or India or British, Britain or US. Hey, white witch, black witch, blue witch. Greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. If you understand the power within you. Ah. When they meet you, they must cry out. That was what happened when demons met Christ and their inhuman beings. They cried. What have we to do with you? 
Jesus didn't go accusing people. The witches that made me, my ministry difficult. Oh. No, 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 no. Daddy, some of us, our mind have been engraved. There's something that, that what, because you are not breaking through, the reason why you are not breaking through is some witch. And let me tell you, those witches, they will keep long. You better find an antidote. Because God will grace them long life. <laughs> if they're truly one, so that they can repent. <laughs> so you better find a way of dealing with it. Nobody should be able to control your life and your future. Your life and your future is not put in the hands of a man, in the hands of a system, in the hands of anything. Your life and your future is in the hands of God. He determines where and when to get there. He said, prophet, hey, you haven't seen something before. Hey, everybody's village, they're old men and old ladies. I have some there. Hey. From my childhood, I didn't fear them. Then now I am old. My grandmother, she was sick. She couldn't walk. Everybody says she's a witch. I will go for water, bring it to her. I will do everything. Sometimes I eat with her. I know nothing can happen to me. The day I got born again, oh, as a young boy, I didn't fear anything. Even my uncle didn't fear him. He was a fetish priest. He saw me, he said, hey, Charlie, you, you are strong, pa. I said, yes. Is <laughs> we don't know. He was the first person that Christians don't know the power they hold. He was the first person who told me. He said, I came to this village, put fear into all the Christians. But what I saw about them, they didn't know they have it. So in their ignorance, I controlled them. You are the first man to challenge me. I said, I didn't challenge you. I just knew what I have. You are the first man to stop me from working. Because the next day they were going to, and this man, too true, he can take fire, eat fire, put a sword in, in fire, cut himself, put a sword in fire, it's red, put it in the eye. I said, the next time you do, the eye will lose it. I am not discounting that there are no other powers. There are other powers there, but yours is greater. This man, when is the demons come, he speaks different languages. He's called Ato. He's still alive. My uncle. 
Now the thing have gone down. What I am saying is that any one who fear in a baby will be a fear if you are in the beam is not only your house. That there is something in everybody's house. There's something. So if you want the solution, look, strengthen yourself. In the Lord and in the power of his might. We will be seeing in your life these days the power of God be manifested. If he really said, greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world, then we should see you, and I'm going to see you defeating whatever defeat people in the world. It is true, and that is the truth. Next week, I will continue with the next Today, go and proclaim what? You are a good news word. When you get to the house, if your husband drink and tell him, hey, I carry the good news. If your wife tell him, what's if I saw me, so say, hey, but it's also, what's it mean, so I say, carry the good news. Go to your office in the midst of fear and panic and carry. The good news. The good news is Christ. Jesus who died and paid the price for you and me. He died resurrected alive. He took it and opened. I said I have been anointed. Say I have been anointed to do what? To preach or proclaim the good news. No matter what is happening to you, there's an oil, oil upon your head. This year to carry out some good news which God has placed within you to the world. Go and change the world. God bless you. I want us to pray briefly asking that whatever is in you, God should direct our path. That whatever scroll every day, every word that must come to us should be a word which God himself will direct that will connect to our life personally. Pray. Whoever you meet, might be orchestrated by God. It might be the hand of God just to play a role to fulfill the will of God in your life. That as you walk throughout the week, may the will of God, may God present to you what he wants you to do, what he wants you to be. May the Lord bring his help to you. Bring right people to across your path. Right people to say the right word. That will energize you 
I want you to pray. Pray today. This week is a week of good news. Good news for you. Good news for your children. Good news for your family. Good news in the nation. Good news all around. Good news in the world. Good news that Christ died for the world. So we need not fear what is called death. Death, where is your sting? Good news for your finances. Maybe you are living here, you don't know what you are going to eat, but there will be good news on your way. Good news. This week, you don't know. Some of you are losing. Their, your, your, your rent is almost gone. And you don't know the next place you put your head. Good news is coming. Good news is coming. Good news is coming. Some of us are waiting. Are waiting for our lab uh, result. Good news will come. Good news will come. Some of us are waiting for the reply of our word, of our, of our application. Good news is coming. Good news is coming to you. Good news. I believe that your life must be a testimony to proclaim to the whole world, to, to proclaim to your community, to proclaim to your friends and those around you that God is with you. He has anointed you to proclaim good news. Good news of health, good news of wealth, good news. You're going to have a good news. Your husband, you're going to hit the man that you've been looking for for 40 years. You come across the man, bah, say, hey, is that, where were you hiding? Good news. Your wife, which you've been praying, 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 you're hearing nothing, nothing. Say, How does God speak? People say they hear from God. Me, I've prayed that I don't hear from God. He will let the person just come and crash on your path. Good news for the one that oh, he will use to help you. Good news everywhere. Good news. We hear about bad news all the time. But I want you to be the one that will carry the good news to the world. Good news about Christ that when you put your faith in Jesus, you will never, you will never, you will never, you will never fail. Our gracious Father, we've gathered before you as our custom to receive from you, both young and old. Lord, we've waited on you for 40 days. You've blessed us. You've anointed us. Our first mission is to carry the good news. Our first mission is to proclaim the good news. Our first mission is to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. That he came to this world. And he lived on this world. And he solved problems in this world. He was crucified. And the third day he rose up again. And have given us forgiveness of sin. And have promised us that if we believe in him, we'll have eternal life. That is the good news. Oh Lord, may this good news go out from us to the entire world in the name of Jesus. If anybody is six year old God, the good news is that by your stripe he were healed. I pray and release the healing power that is in you to those people in the name of Jesus. I destroy the forces and the power of the enemy. Satan, take your hand off. 
You have no right to tie their body. They belong to Christ. These are the properties of God. In the name of Jesus, I speak to you. Take your hands off. Even those who think they are at the gully, they are at the end of their life and they are ready to die. Lord, they still hope for their life. I speak to them now in the name of Jesus. With Jesus and with God, all things are possible. I speak life into you. I speak hope into you. As your faith begins to fail, I pray that your faith will be strengthened in God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I also pray that those who are struggling, doing everything, concerning the job, concerning their finances, concerning their life, oh Lord, we pray for an open heaven. The Lord blessings will fall upon them. That when they sow the same year, may they reap a hundredfold. In the name of Jesus, when they dig their well, may water come out of it. So much enough, not only for them, that others. You have anointed their head with oil. And because of that, oh God, let their cup overflow. Their cup of health overflow. Their cup of wealth overflow. Their cup overflow. The joy of the Lord shall be their strength. They have never experienced happiness and joy before. Now let it flow out of their life that God and Christ is with them. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next week, I'll continue the book about you. Any book about Jesus Christ is a book about you. Because you live in him. So whatever God has said about him, that's what Paul said, I can do all things. Through what? Whatever promises that Jesus has, it is yours now. So we will take them and we will walk them. We will tell the world that an army is coming. And that army is unstoppable. That army, nothing can stop that army. That army is unique. That army, their captain is Christ. That army, they don't know how to lose battles. That army is God who is leading them. I know it will surely be. God bless you. We have come with all